So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impact. All right, let's get to know your money. Let's get intentional with your money. Let's start paying attention to our money. And let's use the knowledge and the attention to help us make great financial decisions that will help our businesses grow and thrive and will reduce all the stress that comes with money stuff. Because there's a lot of stress around money stuff and there's a lot of shame around money stuff. And I found working with clients that sometimes it's because they're ignoring it and they're allowing money to actually rule them instead of them ruling the money. It needs to be a symbiotic relationship where both of you benefit. The money benefits because it's not running off and spending itself. It's got some controls in place and you'll benefit because you get to decide who gets paid, how much and when, and you are looking at your money and you're planning for your money and you are making these financial decisions that are good for you. So I'm coming at you with this story telling you that I have been on the side where I did not look at my money. Uh, It was an interesting time when we filed taxes and Mike and I realized that we had gone well over six figures because we didn't, quote, feel that way throughout the year. Money came in and money went out. We didn't plan for it. We didn't look at it. Month over month, we just kind of paid things as they showed up. Oh, if someone paid us late, we would take out the credit card and take care of business. And we just were on this kind of cycle of we knew we were making money and money was coming in regularly, but we didn't plan for it. We didn't look at it. We didn't sit down and have a plan that intentionally gave us control of our money. One of the first things that we had to do when we realized this was going on was start to take things off of auto pay. And unfortunately, we learned this lesson very late and it really uh, you know, could have saved us much sooner as far as some of the financial distress we ended up in. But we were letting too many people have access to our operating account. They could go in and take money whenever it needed to be taken. And when we did that, sometimes we found ourselves pretty short of cash or even in the red. So one of the first things you need to do to become intentional with your money is be in control of it. So really, you need to take the stuff off auto pay. Now, some of you guys are going to say, Dawn, Zoom needs auto pay. Scheduling software needs auto pay. Some of the software needs auto pay. I get it. Some of that stuff does. But, you know, utilities don't internet doesn't, neither does your cell phone. Those things you can intentionally pay every single month. And you know what else you can intentionally pay? Any business debt. A lot of people go on that auto pay if they think they're going to save that 0.025% or 25%, whatever it is. The fact is you are risking giving them access to your account because what if some month someone doesn't pay your bill or you get a charge back? What if something happens and there's a mistake in your account? I've had a check accidentally be deposited in the wrong account. I've done that. 
I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but I've done that and it caused an error. And that error caused me to go in the red, which then cost me additional bank fees and a whole lot of unnecessary stress. So at this point, I'm telling you as much as you can, be in control of that money. Make sure that you are, you know, I don't know, looking at it once a week is great and making sure you're controlling everything that comes in and sitting down twice a month and paying the bills to go out. Now, if you have ever looked at the profit first model, profit first is another financial management model. And Mike Malkowitz suggests that you pay your bills on the 10th and the 25th. If those dates work for you, that's amazing. If those dates don't work for you, pick two days that do and put them on the calendar. And that's when you need to sit down and go ahead and pay your bills. This is something that you can do whether you have one bill in your business or 10 bills in your business or even more. Make sure, of course, you're including your payroll in some of this stuff because that is something you actually need to be paying consistently and regularly by being in control. We're not going to go ahead and use our business account as a piggy bank. We're going to go ahead and we're going to write ourselves a paycheck or transfer money to us as a personal salary so that we are in control of our business and personal accounts. Now, another thing you need to do is have a goal or a purpose for the money. I can tell you that we were landing these huge contracts. We didn't have a purpose for the money. We didn't have a goal that we were trying to hit. We didn't have anything planned out, organized, anything that we could have been doing with that money. I mean, we paid our contractors. We paid ourselves. We used our accounts as a piggy bank, though. That's why I'm telling you not to do that. But, you know, we would do these things and the money flowed in and the money immediately flowed back out and there was nothing there to stop it. If we would have sat down and said, okay, look, we have contracts of this much that are going to be paid over the next three months or six months or nine months. What are we going to do with it? What is our next level? What are the things that we want to get done? How are we going to move our business forward? And we didn't. I can tell you now I have a goal and a purpose every single month for the money that I want to bring in. And by having a goal and a purpose, I can sit down and decide how many of what do I need to sell in order to hit my goal? Or what are the things that I can do in the background to reduce my expenses? Whatever it is that you need, you need to have a way to back into that to know your numbers, to know your profitability. And you can do that by having a goal and a purpose for every dollar that comes into your business. Now, I can tell you, Zig Ziglar said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And that's the truth. So if you don't have a goal and you're just trying to shoot for more money, guess what? Five cents extra is more money, but that's probably not what you mean. You probably mean several hundred or thousand dollars more than the month before. Do you have a plan to get there? Do you have a purpose for that money? Do you have a way to reach your goal? Something to do to be more intentional with your money is to sit down and do that planning. I do quarterly income and profit planning for myself and my clients because I want to make sure that they have to just plug in their marketing and they know predictably what they're going to make and what they're going to do with that money. It's a great idea for you to do that as well. The last thing to get really intentional with our money is probably the most uncomfortable it was for me. You have to get right with your money story. 
as kids, we were fed money stories. There were things that were said in our presence, maybe the way our parents managed money, things that we watched, we saw, and we heard that framed money for us. And it doesn't matter how you were raised in and around money. Chances are there are some things that have stuck with you that may not be serving you today. I know that my dad used to say things like, rich people have more money than sense. That's something that I really had to kind of tackle with. And this idea that when we were making multi six figures, you know, did we have more money than sense? I mean, that was something that really we had to think about. And it, I think in some ways stopped us from growing and doing even more because we didn't want to be that guy, the guy that my parents told me rich people were or people who made a lot of money were. We all have these stories. This is not something that anyone gets away from. You may have heard things like money's hard to make or rich people, you know, have, you know, bad character. You may have heard something along the lines of, you know, you'll never keep it anyway. As soon as you make it, it runs off. All those kinds of things can actually be very harmful to our money mindset and our ability to make good financial decisions because they're little gremlins in the back of our minds. And sometimes they come up and we're not even aware of it. There was a great course called I Heart Money done by one of my coaches, Emily Williams. And it's in I Heart My Life. That's the name of her company. It's an incredible program. If you get a chance to do it, go check that out. I don't know when she's going to have it open. I don't know when it's going to be available, but if you get the chance to do it, go check out that course. It's going to force you to confront all of the things around money that may be keeping you from getting to the next level. Money mindset is stuff I've only been doing for about a year, but it has been life changing in the way that I look at money. And I can ask myself, is this true? Something negative pops in my head around money. You know, it, it makes me stand back and go, is that really what I believe? Or is that someone else's voice in my head? Is it mom, dad, society, grandma, grandpa, whoever it was who taught me something about money? And this is work that needs to be done, you know, pretty regularly because we have to reprogram what we've learned about money. And remember, money has touched our lives since we were little. I mean, if you had parents who said, that's too expensive, we can't afford that right now. We don't have the money for that. Why do I need to replace this for you? Those are all money stories and things that we were told and heard that affected us as we were little growing up. And these are things that we may have to look at and confront and ask, is this way of looking at my money still serving me? Is it helping me make the decisions I need to make to get to the next level, the place I want to go, getting into my vision? And the answer may be no. And if it's no, you have to have a strategy to get around that. Here's the thing about your money stories as well. A lot of times it'll block us from sitting down and making a list of our financial desires because we're going to say things like, oh, that's frivolous. That's too expensive. That's just crazy. Why would someone spend money on that? And this was one of the first exercises that Emily had us do was to sit down and make a list of all the things we really wanted that cost money, whether it was a house or a certain car, Louboutin shoes for me, some of these other things. What are the things you really, really want that cost money? And it forced us to sit down and go, wow, you know, these are the desires that we have and desires are intended for us. 
And the money, if we really want these things, is money we're going to have to make. It is money we're going to have to go out and find and earn. And this is the amounts that we need. And I tell you, it was enough to knock my socks off because I knew that I hadn't been honest with myself for a long number of years. Actually, since Mike's accident back in 2013, so for about six years, I had not been honest about the things I really wanted that cost money. And it was eye-opening, but also really hard to do to sit down and make that list. If you have time, I want you to grab a timer, give yourself 10 minutes. And if you've never done it before, sit down and write down all the things you really want that cost money and own it. Own that those are the things you really want. And that is a very powerful, powerful exercise that can help you start to unpack your money story. Those two things can help you become much more intentional with your money. And it is something that helps you change your relationship as well. So to wrap up here, you have to get to be in control of as much as you can, taking the things off of auto pay, get a goal and a purpose for your money. Every dollar needs to have a name and a place to go so that it doesn't run off and spend itself and so that you can make a plan to hit your financial goals and you can make a plan to have the money you need to do the next thing you want to do. And then go ahead and get those financial desires and that money story sorted. Get into I Heart Money with Emily Williams. If you get a chance, she's got the program in I Heart My Life. I, it was life-changing. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and I thought that course was just incredible. So I encourage you to go ahead and do that. That's it. Being intentional with your money requires you to do these things and to start looking at your money in such a way that we give it the attention that it deserves. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.